Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Well, welcome to the Proclaim <laughs> podcast. I'm here with a good friend, Julia Hanley. Hello, thank you for having me. We're going to have a fun conversation <laughs> today. Fun. Yeah, because we're in a good mood. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the work that you are doing at St. Patrick's Parish, uh, the parish that you work for. Before we get into the fun stuff, like the thing that I really want to talk about, which is Holy Grounds, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you got to St. Patrick's, because it's an interesting story. It's a cool story. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So maybe I'll start then a little bit of kind of getting into CCO. I'll start there. Sure. So I went, I'm from Southwestern Ontario. I went to school in Dalhousie University in Halifax, which if you're familiar with CCO, that's a CCO campus. Um, keep the long story short. I ended up going to my first CCO event because a guy kept asking me and I felt bad. I just felt like this is weird. I can't say no again. And at that CCO event, I met my best friend, Erica, and she ended up accompanying me. Actually, not even really through a CCO study, just one-on-one accompaniment in its just purest form. Uh, And I'm incredibly blessed to have had her uh, in my life to accompany me through that. And she essentially said to me, one day so casually we used to go to mcdonald's every friday morning that was our accompaniment and she said to me so casually i remember her just like looking off to the distance and being like you know if we knew the state of souls we'd be running after them just so casually and i'm eating my fries and nuggets like pardon like that just (laughs) shook everything for me nothing's the same after you just said that because you're right if we understood the severity of this situation um we wouldn't as, as disciples ourselves, we wouldn't we would behave differently. It's a call to respond, right? In the same way that Jesus invites you or you encounter Christ, it's a call. Uh, it's an invitation to respond to relationship with Him. Well, His next invite is kind of to the mission, right? So that was for me how I got involved um, in the mission was just hearing that and being like, okay, God, put me in, coach. Like, where are you, where are you gonna put me? And I knew right away it would be in a parish context. In my second year of university. I was looking to parishes where I could work part-time anyways and just feeling I had kind of finished up my first major in political science and feeling like I don't know what the next major is I want to study and I just I remember saying to Erica I just want to work in a parish but I don't want to do youth ministry and at the time it was all youth ministry right that's who parishes parish would only hire someone that looked like me 19 uh, in a youth ministry role but I knew I wanted to do deep cultural change I knew I wanted to do something big and I had known that actually since I was a little girl I just didn't know how um and so Erica was like okay calm down (laughs) uh why don't you go on a mission first so I went on a CCO mission called impact at the time and those were their only missions to parishes it was a two-month long mission in the summertime of 2018 and it happened to be to Maple Ridge British Columbia and it was so funny when I found it, it was Vancouver. I was so annoyed. <laughs> annoyed? I, yeah. <laughs> I had never wanted to move to Vancouver. What's up with Vancouver? Oh, no, not annoyed. I guess I was kind of like, oh, okay. It wasn't on my list of Canadian cities that at the time. I mean, ironic now I've lived here longer than I ever lived in Halifax. Uh, so day six of that mission, I remember, you know, romantically looking out to the mountains and feeling just, I don't know how to describe it other than a deep knowing from God in a personal profound way is just every cell in my body essentially mode one discernment oh my gosh I'm staying and I don't know how and I don't know what that's going to look like 
but I think I want that guy's job. So I'm just going to ask him, hey, how did you um, how did you get this job? So that way, maybe I can I can find somewhere here that I can do that as well. And just to fill in the gaps, that guy was <laughs> a guy who was working for St. Patrick's prior uh, to you working for St. Patrick's in the area of evangelization and discipleship. His name is Caesar. Yes. And he was completing his time with St. Patrick's. Which and so, I did not know. So you didn't know that, yes. but you saw what he was doing and you thought, this yes. is the dream job. And it was so casual. Day six of the So mission. how did you kick him out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll give you 50 bucks to leave this job. <laughs> no, so I, so essentially I leaned over to him one day and I was just like, uh, day six, hey, how did you get this job? I really want to do this. And he, he essentially said, oh, that's funny because... I'm leaving. I'm going to the Philippines. And so that's actually when it became serious. I remember being like, oh, crap. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually moving to Vancouver. Like, I just knew I hadn't talked to you yet. I knew of you. I remember the email. I, I sent you an email like, hi, Eric Chow, Mr. Eric Chow, <laughs> Western Regional Director of CCO. <laughs> I know you don't know me. I'm a second year university student. I'm 19, but this is my job. Like, I don't know. I can't explain to you, but god god has called me here you know this is where this is where i i, I need to be i loved university didn't want to drop out like i loved university so much i can only explain it as a call from god that you couldn't say no to at that moment this unknown i had no i had only been here six days this unknown job i didn't actually know what it was like i had, i had no experience no qualification no education in the area i didn't know I didn't know Father Matthew. I didn't know you. I didn't know the staff. I just, I trusted in the Lord. I felt such a presence of God that, that I, this had seemed more appealing to me than student life. And that says something. I love Dalhousie. And so I emailed you and you're like, okay, met with me. Um, so, uh, long story short, I got hired. <laughs> Secrets out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hired. There were a lot of prayers and conversations amongst the leadership team with Father Matthew and we we took a chance and uh, it certainly turned out very well i think anytime we spend time first off listening to the holy spirit praying and asking for the guidance of the holy spirit and then moving in boldness uh, we have to trust that the holy spirit's up to something more than we can see more than we can ask or imagine and when you came to us and to the parish and we took some time to pray there was a sense that the lord was moving in this way and you stepped into a place that was kind of messy and a little bit in 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 a in a in a state of change, I'd say. Uh, but there were some good things that were happening, and one of those good things was an inspiration from Caesar and from some other conversations in the leadership team around the idea of creating a coffee shop or a cafe. Now, there's <laughs> I can see you're you're excited to talk about the cafe because I I know that you had some ideas like that even before you came to the parish. So this is what's insane. I'm a dreamer. Just as I am, I can see myself doing 15 things career-wise. So, um I had always since I had turned 14 legally could work worked for a local cafe and then when I moved to Halifax, I then also got a job at a local cafe because I wanted to learn from local owners on how they ran a cafe i knew that if i worked at a starbucks or a chain it wouldn't be as um i has the word rugged like it wouldn't be as just kind of <laughs> something breaks down and i gotta fix it type of thing and so because i had this romanticized idea of opening a cafe who doesn't which millennial hasn't gone through that phase um and so yeah so when 
that was told you had talked to me about that i think on my like first week on the job and it was another one of those like can i say shut up it was like shut up like this is crazy god is insane the way that the holy spirit just Mm. kind of moved through all of that and anointed that because i had enough i didn't have a lot again of understanding but i had enough to say like i think that that this can happen and so that was just an incredible moment again a gift from god of and an affirmation of he has he has known my whole life right like just one of those kind of moments of god has known my story my entire life leading up to this moment was my peak it's been all downhill since <laughs> no, i'm kidding but it was just one of those moments of oh my gosh Ugh. God's real and God has called me to this very moment. Well, let's talk about that cafe a bit because it wasn't just an idea because it, or a good idea just because we were exactly. bored and we wanted to do something fun <laughs> and we we're a bunch of coffee snobs that wanted to you know, have a place to just sit and drink coffee. That wasn't the right. reason why uh, we, we started something like this. Uh, we had a mission and a vision to call and form missionary disciples at St. Patrick's Parish and uh, I think the parish had a sense that community needed to be, uh, the, the community game needed to be amped up right. and, uh, and that the parish needed a place to have meaningful conversations, a place of gathering that was less formal, that was uh, a lot more like going to a cafe and having a cup of coffee. Exactly. I think, and to just go back to a little bit my roots here with CCO, the beautiful thing they do on every campus is they create a space. And I remember you kind right. of explaining that to me of this space of belonging. And now hopefully everyone enters into the church, you know, small C church and feels belonging. But we know that that's not necessarily the case. So how can we as a parish create a space that people know is theirs, like it belongs to them and they belong here, that this yeah. space is for them, for right. them to gather um, and to make church a not Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners who are a little bit unfamiliar with CCO or Catholic Christian Outreach, uh, they are a movement of evangelization that works on university campuses. And the university campus ministry and environment is quite unique in that students are on campus and can gather, meet, see each other on a very, very regular basis. And so for CCO to begin to build community, uh, their context is different from a parish where you might be able to see a student six, seven times throughout the week uh, in between face studies, in between studying, hanging out, doing all those sorts of things. Whereas in the parish context, we might see people once or twice a month maybe mm-hmm. you know if you're really exactly. involved if you if you're part of a program or a ministry you're showing up to the parish a little more often mm-hmm. but it's very hard to have community when you're just seeing people and it might be transactional you're dropping your kids off you're picking something up you see each other at mass once or twice uh, and and that's it so exactly. we needed uh, parishes more need points. more touch points and a place to hang out and spend time exactly yeah so the cafe started a couple uh, years ago now, or is it a year and a half? January 2019 is when we kind of started the renovations, okay. and then um, we opened about April of okay. last year. When you talk about renovations, what what was the space like? What was this? What was it being used for? What did it look like? How did it feel? Yeah, so I know that there had already been some work on it before I got there. I guess there used to be some green carpet. Um, 
for clarification it's not a basement so it has nice windows which gave us kind of a bit of an advantage it wasn't a dark place it was quite bright nice wood floors and then this lovely um what is it vinyl wood wall just this gorgeous yellowed uh what is it linoleum or whatever no <laughs> it's just a. um if you can't hear the sarcasm i can see it in her face <laughs> uh yeah so th it this... was not a wall that was very attractive is that what you're trying to get yes, to yeah. yeah so yeah. um and it was big um and so that's kind of the space it was quite large it can fit about 50 and there's a kitchen to it as well and so it, it worked out well it's in our parish office so there's a bit st patrick's has a bit of a campus because we have an elementary school which is a big reason why Holy Grounds was one necessary to success or fruitful. Um, and so in between the elementary school and the church is our office. And this parish hall was the back space to the office. Decent size, decent size room. Um, and so we, we didn't have any chairs. The first, you know, five months, four months of my job, I was working on a Rubbermaid table with an old kind of green um, uh, cushioned chair. Yeah, so so okay. that's kind of the So space. the renovation started and you had volunteers come in, do some painting, change some lights, yeah. put in some chairs, get a decent coffee machine. Yeah. And then away, away was, you went. It was um, surprisingly simple. Mm -hmm. It was quite simple to do. Okay. But yeah, I had a budget of, I don't know if I can save a $5,000 was okay. make the space magical. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so Holy Grounds Coffee House opens and... Like, how did you do that? And, you know, how was it, how did, how was it used? Sure. Uh, so we essentially, a father decided to make it a nonprofit, just free, everything free, get people in here, get them to like the space, um, make it quality though. So it mattered that the coffee was really good, that it wasn't, unfortunately, your stereotypical parish coffee. Um, and so you and I, you helped me a bit with that. I'm not a coffee connoisseur. So you showed me a little bit of of what to do with that and so it had to be good quality we opened and you know in the future any parish is looking to do this to kind of give you some comfort it was dead the first few months we are we open just on tuesdays for 12 hours and it was dead so discouraging um but slowly and slowly the faith study started happening people started coming in I would go out there and kind of just as parents would walk by dropping their kids off, just wrestle them, shove them in. I'm kidding. Invite them in. And uh, and and then now, unfortunately, just before, not just before, but before COVID, it was packed like every Tuesday, busy from 8 a.m. until about dinner time. And then again in the evening after dinner time, it was beautiful. And you just saw people everyone meeting new people because you're coming into a space you know is intentional you know that space is for this versus going to a cafe you know that space is grab your coffee and go or sit with your computer or sit with a friend with holy grounds you know you're there to chat with people so you're coming for social hour uh and so it's just beautiful dynamic um i think one of the practical advantages that i've observed with a space like that is that for the individual who wants to start a faith study or start a small group, any sort of gathering, the space didn't have to be booked, right? Exactly. Like it, you couldn't yep. book it technically because nope. it's a cafe or you know a coffee house. This is house. your space. Yeah, and so the space had, I don't know, eight to 10 tables. And if a small group wanted to come in, 
you know, they would take a table, but another group could come in and just have a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And it was neat to see others witness these small groups happening. Mm -hmm. And it was also neat to see, you know, the moms and tots that started, because I know you said there was a moms and tots groups that started there. And uh, it, it really just felt like community and the parish coming together and uh, programs became a little bit easier. Yeah, and in a way, you just got to see people doing life together. Mm-hmm. It, it became normal to just see that happening. We hosted a couple of baby showers, you know, for some women. Um, there's men's groups Tuesday night as well, and they bring their own six pack of beer, whatever it is. You know, they know it's their space, I think, too. Just a quick note on that is not everyone has a charism for hospitality. Not everyone wants to make this huge, invite people into their home, clean their whole house, make a charcuterie board kind of thing. And so in a way, Holy Grounds has made it easier for people to live out their missionary identity and that they can still host people but just maybe not in their home if that's not their charism they they're hosting and leading people here versus um, having to do a faith study i guess that speaks to though the nature of our faith studies it's not like um hey everyone we're doing discovery wednesday nights at 6 30 register here our faith studies right that, i think that's important Right. So they're, they're leader initiated and exactly. uh, the leader can take and find the appropriate time schedule and then right. work that out with their group and then, you know, show up to the, to the, uh, to the and that's coffee why house. It, and that's why it works. Mm-hmm. It's because they just show up and start their study. It's beautiful. Beautiful mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. What I'm also impressed by the coffee house is how it fits within the overall mission and the vision and the strategy of St. Patrick's. Um, we have another podcast episode where we'll talk about discipleship pathway and uh, taking steps to accompany people into relationship with Jesus and then invitations into the mission to proclaim Jesus. And so the coffee house again, isn't just about community and it isn't just about a good idea or something that's fun. Uh, it has a place. Right. I, I think the thing I say as well too is we don't expect Holy Grounds to evangelize. I, a coffee house cannot evangelize. People evangelize. Missionary missionary disciples evangelize, right? This is the space they can use, you know? Right. This is, we're giving them a space that they can use that already has that intention. So you're inviting people into it. But we, we never said, hey, let's run Holy Grounds because we want to be a missionary parish and a, a, a coffee house will bring people in from the peripheries. We... One, it's it doesn't make sense because we're in a parish office, right? So someone in the peripheries wouldn't necessarily say, like, I know where I want to go to a Catholic cafe. Um, but a missionary disciple accompanying a person can invite them in, I mm-hmm. think, in a way that enables them to act as mm-hmm. such, enables them um, to invite and to use that space. Well, you had a cool story about how uh, some young adults reached out to St. Patrick's and was curious about Catholicism. So these young adults were not... Catholic, Christian, maybe Protestant. Okay, yeah, and they were inquiring, mm-hmm. and so, right. So, um, we had actually not from the same church, but in a matter of about of about a month, three different Protestant Christians um, reached out to uh, to me, and essentially they had the same email. They don't know each other, which is hilarious. Hey, I think Catholicism's the truth. Okay, so we have that trust there. I think I want to become Catholic. What's your RCIA? RCIA? Um, okay, that's a loaded question. You know, big story here. Why don't you come in and let's have coffee is my response. 
And the reason they had emailed a few parishes and the reason that they decided to have coffee with me is because, or the reason they decided they wanted to continue RCA at St. Pat's is because I had invited them to have coffee and hear their story. And that's not me. That's having that space, that intention. So most of the time, anytime we get emails that are a little long or anything like this, we just have them in to have coffee. And seeing, I think seeing a coffee house right away tells, um, tells people, and it doesn't have to be a coffee house. It can be any kind of modern space, any just comforting space, I think tells people they do things differently here. It's relational here. It's intentional here. It's invitational here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they came by and had coffee and they'll be becoming Catholic in Easter. Very cool. I have to say I'm a little bit jealous of the coffee house, partly because you use that space for Alpha now. Everything. And pre-COVID, you know, Alpha was a gathered, uh, you know, gathered event, uh, a program. And when I ran Alpha at that in that same space, it was the before coffee house um, era, if you will. And I'd go in and I'd roll out those tables and roll <laughs> out the chairs and try to set it up nicely and decorate it and all that stuff. We had a team. And then after our Alpha dinner conversation video and all of that, we'd wipe it all down, put away the decorations, roll the tables, roll the chairs yeah. out. And, you know, I was exhausted after it just for that reason. Yeah. And now with the coffee house as it is, it's already decorated. There's it's beautiful. Pews, the yeah. chairs are out. The tables are out. It, you know, it, That it's, was my it, big motivation too. I did one alpha without <laughs> holy grounds. I said never again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm simply too tired. Yeah. Let's start a coffee house. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other fruits that you've seen from the coffee house. Well, it's, it's tough because in many ways most of the fruits I've seen at St. Patrick's happened in the coffee house, if that makes sense. I can't attribute it to the coffee house. I attribute it to the missionaries at St. Pat's, but it happened in Holy Grounds. So um, kind of like a correlation, not causation, maybe there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just been moving. I think even when we talk about belonging and the importance of belonging, if it's impacting me, I know it's impacting others just to see that space packed again, pre-COVID, just packed with people talking to one another mm-hmm. is not is so unfortunately not our lived reality as Catholics is seeing a busy room and people interacting with each other and chatting and laughing and hugging pre-COVID. And, you know, you don't I think when people think Catholic culture, they think mass on Sunday and maybe social hour after. But at least as from a Gen Z kind of millennial perspective, coffee social after was just the elderly community. And so especially as a young person, it was hard to see myself in the Catholic Church. I knew Catholic Church was home, but it was hard to actually see that. And so I think even just having this space and coming into Holy Grounds and seeing the wide variety and majority younger people, right, young parents, uh, young adults, and seeing that and it looks like a young adult space uh, but it was important to us that it didn't wasn't it didn't fit for um it was important to us that it fit for everyone that it made sense for everyone you know we didn't try to come in and make some modern crazy chic place right. it was important that it looked catholic it was homey yeah and it was welcoming and it was thought through yeah and the decor was intentional exactly for some of our listeners, I think they're they're hearing what you're saying and they're resonating with what you're saying. You know, they're, it's hard to see or experience community in 
in a parish context. I think for some of our other listeners, uh, they might be experiencing uh, community in a, in, in a parish context, but it might be just their ministry or just a small group of friends or people that they spend a lot of time with. And with Holy Grounds, you could be in the space mm-hmm. and see other, some of the, the yeah. elderly, the giants who have built the parish mm-hmm. up and have given their time and their talent and, and their energy over years of being part of the community and they're having their coffee and their fellowship mm-hmm. and then you turn around and you see some moms that have just shown up you know they just, just show up to so showed up Catholic. to the parish you know a, a year ago they've got their newborns you turn again and there's yeah. some young adults you turn again and there's another small group and yeah. you turn again and there are the teachers from the school you know grabbing a cup of coffee or yeah. or having their own small group face study so it's quite inspiring to be able to see all of the different f- aspects of the exactly. parish community come together you see the mosaic right you see yeah. you s- actually see the church i yeah. think that's kind of the moving part about it i'd say as a fruit of holy grounds in an isolated case that would be the fruit for myself and i know so many is just is that sense of belonging when you walk into a space and you see yourself there mm-hmm. uh, i know you've had others ask about holy grounds and for some of our listeners that are wondering, you know, what are some of the principles that they can take um, from uh, learning how to implement a holy grounds, and what are some of the perhaps practical thinking that could come when for the for our listeners who might be inspired to consider something like mm-hmm. a holy grounds in their own parish? Right. Well, I would first just offer myself, like, if you want to chat about it, if you have ideas. Um, you don't have to call it Holy Grounds, although you should. It's such a good name. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Julia Hammond. <laughs> um, I'll collect the royalties. Just <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, just pop me an email. I'm on our St. Pat's website. I'd say I'm so happy to chat about Holy Grounds. It's my child. Like I just feel such a love for it. Um, and then yeah, principles and practicals. I have it written out on a sheet. I can send you a PDF. But just off the top of my head. Um, I'd say principally make it available and easily accessible. That's the big thing. Um, make it beautiful. Make sure you dedicate a big part of it. It has to, it has to be beautiful, right? Um, because people have to want to be there. When, when I'm not at Holy Grounds, I want to be at Holy Grounds, right? Um, make it easily accessible and available and that means free coffee to start we now have just put in um, a suggested donations menu and that was um, advice given to us and that's awesome but yeah make it accessible make it theirs don't make it yours if that makes sense like I think that's a big reason of why you don't have to book holy grounds just come in anytime Tuesday but I also say any evening really as long as there's not a meeting the Knights of Columbus or CWL which leads into the next point no bulldozing holy grounds isn't holy grounds if you have to bulldoze other like you said the giants who built your parish don't don't bulldoze them they built your parish right honor them with holy grounds i think that's been the beautiful thing is that holy grounds has honored our elderly community in a big way um and i know that i speak to that because that's a few conversations i've had is quite a few concerns uh about that of like oh well the knights of columbus meet here and typically that's seen as um the older generation although it's not and that's okay. Let them meet there, you know. Now, make it so that it's easier for them. Set up their tables for them and their pews for them, right? And show them how to use a coffee machine or whatever it is. Or in the beginning, I just had the coffee machine off limits because I was scared they <laughs> someone would break it. Um, 
I think, yeah, honor people with it and then have your people build it. So like um, all the volunteers built Holy Grounds. We came together and built it together. And then we put up photos of the people who built it. They did fall down. I have to put them back up. <laughs> but and our we had a baker by trade and she bakes the cookies for us and prepackages them, prepackages them have uh we have a guadalupe painting painted by a parishioner so make it your own like make it look like for us holy grounds looks like saint patrick's and it should be a mosaic of your parish right it it should be walking in and feeling like oh my gosh yes this is saint anthony's this is saint joseph's this is saint pat's yeah. mm-hmm. i don't want to gloss over something you said earlier because i think it's so important when it comes to the principles of deciding to open a holy grounds and 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 it's the idea that holy grounds is not going to be the thing that's going to evangelize people mm-hmm. it's going to be the people mm-hmm. who evangelize people and holy grounds is one of those places that like you said inspires invites mobilizes people um, and gives them a space to accompany another and i think that's so important for proclaim uh, and if you don't have a holy grounds, it doesn't mean that you yeah. you can't uh, find opportunities to welcome and, and be with people. So homes, cafes, restaurants, mm-hmm. and, and all that. I think that holy grounds opens up the parish to mobilize and encourage more missionary disciples as they seek opportunities to share Jesus with others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So here's a random question. And I just forgot it. It's really, <laughs> I just went blank. Um, we'll we'll, we'll edit that out in post. Keep it in, Matt. <laughs> Authentic. <laughs> this is real. Um, you were talking about like how proclaim and you know missionary disciples invite people into their homes or Starbucks or anything like that. Was it along those lines? No, I I'm I didn't share the practicals yeah. of Holy Grounds. Do you want me to talk about Yeah, let's do that. Let's do this whole section where we cut everything out. And we're, Matthew, <laughs> okay? And we're going to start again. I'm going to ask a question. Wait, let me share a big secret and then cut it out. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah. So, Julia, tell us about some of the practicals of uh, starting Holy Grounds. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think for anyone listening to this, obviously your pastor has to be on board, right? Um, and I think for the most part they are especially if they see it as something that won't be expensive. It won't be, right? With St. Patrick's, um, I had a $5,000 budget and then parishioners donated a little bit and they got excited about it. So when everyone comes together to do it, it's not much on the parish itself. Um, And so have your small budget. We did a lot of thrifting, you and I. We looked kind of on Craigslist for, uh, unfortunately, cafes closing down, (laughs) selling their equipment. Um, I'd say that's the big thing is make sure it's good coffee as well. Uh, There's not much to get excited about a coffee house if you don't like the coffee. Um, And so we just got a simple grinder and um, what do you even call those proper big coffee machines? Coffee machines. Coffee machines. And then a little espresso machine that Mm -hmm. can make espresso and we kept it simple we didn't do lattes anything like that hi we have drip coffee or loose leaf tea which we locally sourced um which would you like and that was essentially it the espressos we only offered really to the people who knew which if you're listening to this now you know now you know (laughs) um so just keep it so simple again it's the space right um it's the encounter of others that that make it the treat that it is and yeah, and since then, like 
we had it by donation so people dropped off donations we had a baker by trade who baked cookies for us paula she's incredible um it was so simple so the practicals are there again craigslist we got some pews and i i'll I'll offer myself again if you need help with the practicals i love to do this so really i just want to make myself so available to anyone interested in it i'll come help you like i'll i'll Well, I'm certainly inspired by the innovation and your creativity in finding new opportunities to help others evangelize and to get on mission. And I think to me, this is the takeaway I'm going to think about and I want to encourage our listeners to think about. One is, where is the Holy Spirit leading you and how might the Holy Spirit be inspiring you to take action? And in particular, what creative or innovative idea might the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit be inviting you into? That's, that's the one thing. And then the second thing is wherever you're at, whatever opportunity and context that you're in, uh, find a way to accompany another person. And it might be in a coffee shop down the road, or it could be at Holy Grounds or a coffee shop or a, co- a coffee house that your parish or community might be launching. But it's so important for us as missionary disciples to accompany Mm -hmm. people where they're at, to spend time with them, to listen to their stories, to share a cup of coffee, share a meal, and to hear where their heart is. Uh, And ultimately, the Holy Spirit is doing something in their lives, and it's our job to pray for them, to invite the Holy Spirit into our conversations and into our, uh, all of our initiatives, because ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that, uh, that evangelizes and the is the principal agent of evangelization Mm -hmm. and as missionary disciples we're just invited into that so julia thanks so much for spending time with the podcast is there a last word you'd love to share or shall we wrap it up over there i guess i'll just add the evangel gaudium 169 is really i think for me what inspired holy grounds as and it affirmed for me the necessity of it can i read it Mm -hmm. Uh, the church will have to initiate everyone priests, religious, and lady, into this art of accompaniment, which teaches us to remove our sandals before the sacred ground of the other. I think that's that's just it, right? That's remove your sandals before the sacred ground of the other. That's what Holy Grounds is for us at St. Patrick's. And exactly like you said, whether it's your living room or it's the sidewalk in front of your church after Sunday mass, like remove your sandals. What a great word. I think we'll end it there. We'll leave our holy, we'll let our holy father wrap it up with those words. Thank you. For Thanks everyone me. for listening. <laughs>